Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McKellen. Today's guest is a young, legally blind, competitive swimmer, motivator, and philanthropist. Her name is McLean Hermes. She had four emergency eye operations due to detached retinas at the age of eight. She's currently totally blind in her right eye, but she has some vision in her left eye. Her vision loss is also progressive, but this vision loss hasn't kept McLean from turning her vision disability into an ability. That ability is pursuing three heartfelt activities. The activities include swimming, donating shoes to those in need, and corporate group speaking to inspire others. How does all of these life activities while trying to complete her high school studies and enjoy some leisure time. McLean joins us to answer this question. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure having you here too. Let's first talk about your name. I understand that your first name, McLean, is typically a last name. How did you get two last names? Well, my mom and dad already had two kids with M names, and they decided that they wanted all three kids to have names starting with M, so they found a unique name, which was McLean. All first names starting with M. Makes sense. The audience first wants to learn about you, though. When you were eight years old, you had four emergency eye surgeries due to detached retinas. Were some of the surgeries successful? in saving some of your vision? Well, the surgery that I had on my right eye failed, so that left me completely blind in that eye. And then one of the surgeries was able to save some vision in my left eye. I can relate to that. You mentioned that you're fully blind in your right eye, but you continue to have this little vision in your left eye. I was looking on your website, McLeanHermes.com, and I understand from reading that sight, that looking out of your left eye, it's just like looking through this very teeny tiny straw without much clarity. Tell us more about your vision and how you overcome these challenges. Well, I have about four degrees of field of vision in my left eye with no depth perception and total night blindness. So I use a cane and a sighted guide for mobility. And at school, I use assistive technology on my laptop and a braille note. Okay, the assistive technology on your laptop, is that like JAWS or... It is. It's JAWS and ZoomText. JAWS and ZoomText. Very good programs. Yeah, I also um, have... Um, I also use Sighted Guide and a cane as well. But now, we got to talk about your love for swimming. What inspired you to become a, a competitive swimmer? I started swimming whenever I was four, whenever my parents entered my brother, sister, and me in our local summer league team, and I just fell in, lo in love with the water then, and I haven't stopped since. Now, were your parents also swimmers? My mom was a lifeguard, but neither of them were competitive swimmers. 
I see, because I hear a lot on TV now these Olympic athletes, athletes that are currently in Rio for the regular Olympics, they're being trained by their own parents. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. But all for the love. McLean, we want to learn more about your accommodations as a blind swimmer. When you're at the practices and meets, how do you know to stay in your own swim lane and not go into other people's swim lanes and not even bump your head into the pool wall? Well, the pool lanes are separated by lane lines, so I know whenever I hit the lane line that I'm um, too close to the other person's lane, so I usually stay pretty well in the middle. But I use tappers and sprinklers to help me know when I'm approaching the wall. Wait, the tapper? It's like this sort of modified golf club, right? It is. We've had many different tappers. We first started off using a broomstick and then a cane and then a golf ball retriever and a PVC pipe. And now we're using a light bulb exchanger with a pool noodle at the end. I see. So the coach or parent uses this, uses this special tapper to signal you when that pool wall is coming. I was looking at the picture of the tapper on your website, and yes, it does look like that modified golf club, but now you also use the sprinklers. How do the sprinklers signal your approach to the wall? I set up a sprinkler at the end of my lane on both ends, and whenever I feel the water start to spray me on my head or my arm, I know that I'm about four to six strokes away from the wall. So whenever I feel that, I take those strokes and then I finish or do a flip turn into the wall. All right. You've worked these adaptations very well in your swimming. You're a classified S12 Paralympic swimmer. That's what the Team USA site says. S12, it's the vision class. Tell us more about how this whole classification system works. Well, there are 14 different classifications in the Paralympics. S1 through S10 are physically impaired people with um, either you're missing a limb or you have cerebral palsy or you're paralyzed in certain parts of your body. And then S11 through S13 are your vision classifications. And S13, you're legally blind. And S11, you're completely blind. And in S12, you're in the middle. So I'm an S12 right now, but my doctors think that in the next six months to a year, I'll go completely blind. So then I'll get classed down to an S11. And then S14s, you're cognitively disabled. And you must see an ophthalmologist every year to figure this out. I see an ophthalmologist every four months. <laughs> four months? Wow. Yes. Well, you're currently the number one S12 swimmer in the U.S. And you're in the top 15 around the globe. Also, you hold 10 American records in the S12 class. How do you train to achieve these high rankings and speak out to be accepted as a competitor? I actually hold 16 American records now. My website wow. hasn't been updated recently. Okay, but, so 16. <laughs> but I train 10 to 13 times a week, either in the pool or doing cross training with a uh, CrossFit coach. But my coaches have really, they've traveled with me through this journey. I was with my coach before I lost my sight. And then once I lost my sight, she wouldn't let me give up. And she helped us find out about the Paralympics. And my coaches are just really big supporters. And they help me 
um, get my accommodations and talk to other swimmers and athletes about my disability and how they can help me and how they can get other people with disabilities involved in the sport. That is very amazing, McLean. Your website says that during the summers of 2013 and 2014, you competed in the, on the Georgia Swimming Zone team. How did you speak out to get on this team, that you help your fellow members become swimming champions? Well, I'm involved with a program um, called Blaze Sports America, which is located in Atlanta, Georgia. It's the legacy of the 1996 Olympic and Paralympic Games. So they're a really big disability sports organization that helps get athletes involved in adaptive sports. So we really have been working with the Georgia Swimming LSC to get disability swimmers more involved in the swimming community. And in the past couple of years, they've been so opening to us. And anytime we have a suggestion or anytime we want to see if we can get a swimmer and a meet, they're always saying, yes, 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 what can we do to help? That's very good. In summer of 2015, you competed in the Paralympic swimming events during the special Parapan American Games. What are the Parapan Games? And did you win? The Parapan Games are the Pan American Games, but for people with disabilities. So the Pan American Games are um, between North America and South American countries, and they bring their own teams to the Games. And last year they were held in Toronto. They're held every four years, the year before the Olympics and Paralympics. And I did win a bronze medal in the 400 freestyle. That, that's very good achievements. You were free, I, I saw you recently on Fox 5 Atlanta. They did a news story on you about your life as a legally blind swimmer. Fox 5 says that you're going to be competing in the Paralympics this summer in Rio. How did you speak out to be in this major event? And do you think you're going to win any medals? Well, to participate in the Paralympic trials, you have to have certain qualifying standards. And I met those qualifying standards. And you had to be... Um, you had to go to the trials and compete there and finish a certain place in your event and a certain rank in the world and the U.S. So they announced the team after the trials, and I was announced as the youngest member. So I'm hopeful to win a medal, but it's a long shot because I am one of the youngest going, and I'm swimming against people that have more sight than I do. That's, that's great. According to the U.S. Paralympics, you're in the roster for the women's side of the 2016 U.S. Paralympic swimming team. I saw the list. And your team is composed of several competitors from around the country. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the other teammates and your game plan for winning your team in the upcoming games? Well, a lot of my friends made the team. My best friends didn't, but a lot of my good friends did. One of my friends, her name is Becca Myers. She's blind and deaf, so she competes in the S13 classification. She went to London in 2012 and won a couple medals there, and she's hopefully going to win a lot in Rio. And then I have two friends named Lindsay and Burkell, who are both physically disabled. They're both missing their legs or part of their legs. So they're my really good friends. I'm actually rooming with my friend Lindsay in Houston before we go to Rio, but we don't know our roommates for Rio yet. Okay, you'll you'll I'm sure you'll find that out very soon because when are the Paralympics by the way? Opening ceremonies start September 7th and swimming runs from September 8th to September 17th. 
And I swim uh, September 11th, 12th, and 14th. Okay. So we will all be sure to check you out then. Um, talk, talk briefly about school. We got to talk about education now. <laughs> how, how do you strike a balance between completing your academic work in high school and continuing to do well in competitive swimming? I do online school through Gwinnett County, and um, it's really just I schedule swimming around school. If I have a lot of schoolwork one day, I won't swim as long. If I don't have a lot, I'll go to the pool longer or I'll, during swim meets I always work ahead or if I know that I have a busy weekend I'll always work ahead or a busy week I can it's really flexible for me I can do my work whenever I want and just I have to get it turned in at a certain time but as long as it's all turned in I'm good but but don't you have any if you're stuck on anything um since it's all online who's there to help you um, we actually have teachers that we can FaceTime or call and ask them questions. I see how that works. Okay. Because I hear all these commercials on TV where they talk about these all these online schools for kids. It seems like that's becoming a big trend and you're a part of it. But do you have any sort of college plans? And are you going to continue being in the Paralympics and swimming? Yes, I'd love to go swim at either Cal Berkeley or Emory University. And I want to go to as many Paralympic Games as I can. And the next ones after Rio are in 2020 in Tokyo. Oh, yes, that's right. They, I heard they're supposed to be in Tokyo. And UC Berkeley, um, I, I live in California close to UC Berkeley. And it's a very, very good school. Yes, a lot of fast swimmers have gone there. Yes, they have. Um, aside from swimming in school, your website says that you and your dad, Matt, found this organization called Shoes for the Souls in 2009. It's an organization that donates shoes to this nonprofit Christian ministry in your area called Atlanta Mission, and they serve the major Georgia city's homeless population with rehabilitation and vocational services. McLean, during your past six years in the program, you and your dad, quote, have collected over 12,000 pairs of shoes, end quote. You're constantly collecting these shoes and donating them to the mission each winter. Tell us more about your organization. Well, my dad and I started Shoes for the Souls in 2009 after all of my eye surgeries because we really wanted to give back to our community. And so in the past seven years, we actually dropped off another load. Um, we've collected 15,000 pairs of shoes, and every year we collect a bunch of shoes, and we take them to um, the homeless shelter in Atlanta, and we collect them from people around the country, churches, schools, businesses in our local area, and we just get as many shoes as we can to give to the homeless. That is very good. How might our listeners donate their new gently used shoes to you guys if they want to? They can contact us through my website, mcleanhermes.com, and we will provide them with our address and some contact information. And, folks, we are going to be putting that address on our show website, speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com, when this show goes out. And so, check it out. You also do a lot of motivational speaking. 
You share messages of hope and uplift when you speak with the corporate groups, audiences of corporate groups, in fact. What advice do you offer these audiences that even our listeners out there might use in their daily lives? Well, there's this um, quote that I really like that says, to live by faith and not by sight. And I use that a lot because you really, I say swim by faith and not by sight, because I really have to trust in the people around me to let to know that they'll be there for me whenever I need them to either tap me or tell me what we're doing. And really, you just need to find something that you love and not let your disability affect that and turn it into your ability. So I turn my disability into my ability in the pool. So find what you love and continue with it. Okay, so when you're not public speaking, when you're not swimming, when you're not collecting shoes or going to online school, what do you like to do for fun? I like to read and socialize with my friends, and my best friend and I just got a tandem bike, so we ride that a lot. Wow, cool. What are your future plans and goals going forward? Um, I really just want to compete in as many Paralympic Games as possible and win as many, many medals as I can and inspire just a lot of people. All right, keep it going. What are some of the upcoming swimming and speaking events? I know we talked about Rio, but what are some of the other upcoming ones and how might our listeners attend these events or even see you? I have no speaking engagements until after Rio that we've planned so far because I'm really just focusing on my swimming. But my next competition after Rio is Nationals in Miami in um, November. Okay, November. Very yes. good date. And how can our listeners learn more about and get in touch with you if they've got any questions? Um, you can go to my website. And also, if you want more information about the Paralympics and different sport programs, you can go to U.S. Paralympics Facebook or their website. They have a lot of information there. And you can see if there are any gateway to goal events, gateway to gold events near where you're located. What advice do you have for our listeners who want to try competitive swimming or just go in the pool and even if they want to donate for a good cause? Find a local club and find your passion. You need a really good coach. You can't really do it by yourself. But if you want to start a philanthropy, you can do anything, really. Everybody has a need for something. You don't have to be super old or you don't have to have a lot of money to do it. Definitely. If you're going to try swimming, don't feel alone. Get somebody to help you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, No, I think that's it. Okay, well, McLean... We definitely wish you the best of luck in Rio, and we'll be looking out for you. And you are a true inspiration to our listeners who want to swim, speak, and improve the lives of others. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And good luck. I welcome your comments on this program, listeners. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind, or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. 
My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. That four is F-O-R. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Affiliates in Action. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. Affiliates are really the heartbeat of the organization. The affiliates are are where our members are. Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream, replaying periodically throughout the broadcast day. We really want people to think about listening to ACB Radio to get the latest word on happenings within ACB. Affiliates in Action. The heart and voices of ACB on ACB Radio Mainstream. Together, we can do anything. California. Florida. Iowa. Texas. Guide dog users. Students. IT professionals. Government employees. The American Council of the Blind has members in all 50 states and is actively engaged in a wide variety of activities. We advocate for the education, employment, and social inclusion of all blind and visually impaired Americans. We publish a monthly magazine. We hold an annual conference and convention. And operate a multi-channel internet radio station. Check us out at acb.org. Together, we can do anything. If you're listening to this internet radio station right now, chances are you're doing so because you've discovered something that you can't find on the commercial airwaves. But this radio station and thousands of other small internet broadcasters are currently in the fight for their life. The music royalty fees we must pay for 2016 have much more than quadrupled because of new performance fee rulings by the Copyright Royalty Board. Many smaller webcasters have already run out of money and closed down. And this station may soon face the same fate. You can help bring legislative action to bring royalty costs back down to affordable levels and help us keep providing the kind of programming that has brought you to us in the first place. Please help by adding your voice to those fighting for our survival. Helping costs you nothing, and it can help save this radio station. Go to www.radiodiversity.org. That's www.radiodiversity.org. Our survival depends on your voice. Please go now and make your voice heard so you can continue to hear ours. Thank you. This show on ACB Radio Interactive called The Good Energy Mix, I wonder if that's supposed to help us deal with our utility bills. Tell them not to turn off the power. I need to be on the air. Oh, my God. Or maybe I can get more energy by ordering food from this show. He said he'll take a a roast beef sandwich with horseradish. Yay, we got food! Or... 
Maybe it's the energetic music that's being played. Come get energized with me. Want some great tunes and laughter and fun? Well, the show contains all of this plus much more, and you can hear it every Monday morning beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. You can hear great jazzy tunes, folk music, oldies, and much, much more. So don't miss the Good Energy Mix every Monday with Debbie Hazelton. That's why I'm the woo-woo-wacky witch hazel. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great to spend three hours with a good friend just chatting and listening to some great music? Come join Jeff Bishop under the desert skies every Saturday evening from 6 to 9 Eastern on ACB Radio Interactive. You'll feel refreshed after spending three hours with Jeff just talking and listening to some favorite tunes under the desert skies every Saturday evening from 6 to 9 Eastern on ACB Radio Interactive. Tired of the same old survival reality shows that aren't too real? (coughs) Then join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview real famous and inspirational blind individuals and other specialists about a real wide variety of topics, providing you with real steps to achieve your dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern and replays throughout the day on Thursdays on ACB Radio Mainstream. Happy listening!